welcome to episode 95 of Divided by Werewolves. We are at the end of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just talking uh, to my wife earlier today because so for work every three months we uh, have to go to these planning sessions and they're doing this one virtually, uh, understandably so. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, God, just the difference three months makes, you know, like three months ago. Right. I, you know, my dad was still waiting to have his his kidney removed for his cancer surgery and you know they, they you know now that we know that they they got all everything they got you know all the cancer was contained in the kidney and he was super worried about that and you know that we didn't even know kind of that this stuff was happening to the degree that it was and you know there was a super bowl and people were like oh the halftime show you know like right you know, right right you know, it was you know we were all just blissfully ignorant <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's it's crazy how how fast this ramped up. You know, like like even I wasn't taking it as seriously. Like I said, I think I said before, but well, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. And then I got to work and I had to be like patted down and shit and questioned. And I was like, oh, this is this is for real. Well, I remember that there were people who didn't want to go to the training thing because they were like worried about the coronavirus. We were like, whatever, man, come on. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, J- jokes on us. <laughs> Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so, but um, all right. So uh, let's see. Um, we have uh, a few movies to talk about. Uh, eventually, if this continues, we're not gonna have. We're just gonna have to start pulling uh, shit from the backlog. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, uh, and talk about because we're starting to run out of um, of stuff to to talk about. But I mean, the reality is, some of the stuff that actually we're gonna talk about tonight are uh, one of the movies is from. Uh, last year so um i think we'll always be able to find something it's just kind of odd to consider that you know uh you know maybe the movies are gonna not come to an end so to speak but uh you're not gonna have uh i mean that's the weird thing is like um i mean there's only so many kind of direct-to-video things that I think the studios are going to be willing to do before I don't know what they're going to do. They're just going to yeah. just be like, oh, fuck it. Uh, oh. So, but until then, uh, let's see. So um, before we get to movies, I did start playing uh, Breakpoint mm-hmm. uh, because I had kind of run out of stuff to... Not that I'd run out of stuff to play. I finished... Um, what was I playing before? Darksiders. Like, uh, Darksiders Genesis, and I had, thank you, and I had kind of put uh, Doom Eternal away, mm-hmm. and, and, and in my time away from Doom Eternal, I just kind of realized, yeah, it's just not really something um, that's for me. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I decided to pick up Breakpoint. And, you know, the, they, the immersive mode that they added to it is essentially it takes the gear score away, you know, they added just an incredible amount of variety to, you know, how you want to go about, um, you know, your difficulty levels, everything just from, you know, the amount of uh, information you want on your HUD. Do you want a minimap at all? Do you want a mm-hmm. HUD at all? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of all this stuff. Um, and, you know, how much, you know, and then difficulty levels, how much damage do you want to take, you know, this, that or the other? Uh, you know, how many bandages do you want health to regenerate? All that stuff. Um, you know, the thing about it though, is that, um, and I was, when we were playing destiny Friday night, I'd kind of talked about this, that, you know, the gear score, as much as I didn't like it, it, I think it did kind of help you 
determine where it is you're supposed to go or where what you mm, can handle. Because yeah. um, this is a game, if you want to, you can just hightail it. It's like, you know, Breath of the Wild or, you know, whatever, Far Cry 5. If you want to hightail it right to the bad guy and get your ass whipped or, you know, fucking bang your head against the wall trying to take out the boss you know you're more than you're more than <laughs> right. welcome to right um right. so but but with the gear score at least you can kind of see yeah i can't i can't take that guy out um or i can't i can't assault that outpost because they're all whatever 200 and i'm 100 mm-hmm. um and now that you don't have that you could just like there's a question mark on the map you're like oh i'll go there and then it's like <laughs> and you're like oh shit <laughs> I guess I won't, you know? Um, and so what I've found now is that, um, it, it, it's more like you've, you have to, um, essentially, um, like go where the story tells you to go. Like if you go Mm -hmm. where the story tells you to go, I get the impression that you'll kind of be okay. Um, so, you know, there might be things in that area that you can't handle, but, you know, you're you're not going to necessarily, every squad you roll up on is going to murder you. Um, mm-hmm. And and for me, the way I play open world games, that, that kind of goes against how I like to play things. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, like Odyssey definitely has, you know, kind of levels and whatnot, Um but it was, you know, it was kind of obvious based on, you know, you could just kind of look at the level on the map and see. Um, and if you, you know, whereas here, you have no idea whatsoever. So it's kind of a, you know, the gear score giveth and the gear score taketh away right. uh, kind right. of situation. Um, but, you know, you learn quickly. And and the, the other thing is I don't have a very good understanding of, like, how I'm going to get better to be able to take on the mm. the higher level things you mm-hmm. know? and i i think part of that is there's like skills and whatnot you can get perks that like let you increase you know the 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 efficacy of your weapons and i'm assuming it's something like that but right. without a gear score like i really don't know like well how am i going like 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 yeah. the, the 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 outpost you watched me stream the other night. Like, how will I know that I can just stroll in there, and if 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 things go sideways, I still have a a, a chance as opposed to now where it's just like die reload, and because you don't yeah. have any AI partners that you can like you know kind of mark and execute or whatnot. I mean, I genuinely have no idea. Right, and that's this is the problem with with we talk we beat it this dead horse all the time about Ubisoft. But this is the problem when trying to make every game that typical game they make. And and it didn't work in the case of this game when it first came out. People hated it, and it did really badly. And they're like, oh, well, let us fix it. And then it's like, but you have all these systems in place, and, and taking away gear score doesn't change the core gameplay. And so if you don't do anything to change how the core game works and you just take this thing out or plug this thing in it's it's still not it's sort of a broken experience to some extent at least yeah yeah and so i think there just needs to be you know in in kind of taking gear score away they there needs to be just a better 
idea. And I guess that's the thing about immersive mode, right? Is it's like, well, you know, you are supposed to be, you are on your own. True. And right. It's kind of hostile territory. So, you know, this, this is what kind of what you wanted. Like the gear score is not necessarily immersive, but mm. it, it also, uh, you know, th- this is kind of what you wanted. So, yeah. That's the video game part. That's the video <laughs> game part, right? Like, like we yeah. we we gave you something you could do um, mm. to, to to you know kind of n- not have you have to hide for a half an hour and then right. get shot and then you know like or whatever. Um, and you didn't want to do it, so you know this is kind of what you yep. get. Um, yep. So uh, you know, I don't know. I'll see as things go, like kind of what how it ends up working out mm. um i mean it's it's still fun like i don't uh, but it's it's more of a like i don't know i it, it's one of those things like uh you know it, it, i i definitely want to keep playing it but i don't know you know if i get to the point where there's like something i like better um mm. I, I probably will be okay also yeah. like stopping Playing. Yeah, it kind of it kind of looks like one of those games that if I were to play, and the only reason I, I didn't, because I loved the last one, um, but I played so much of it that I just kind of didn't need more Ghost Recon already. And right. then uh, you know, reading the initial impressions and stuff, I was I was glad that I didn't you know, and I right. wouldn't have bought it at sixty anyway because I don't do that. But you know, I'm not in any hurry to get to it, and if I don't get to it, I'm I'm okay with that too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and there's I mean, things in the in the game too that it's kind of frustrating because I mean, it's like it's almost like you need a squad, and I'm like, I don't. That, that blows my mind. Like, like, like I'm fine <laughs> with like raids, things like that, but there's just things in the map where it's like, and maybe you can with the right planning or whatnot, you know, mm. take take things on your own. But I don't like I'm fine. But even the you know division two is the same way, right? Like I mean, there's certain yeah, things where like true. if you want to try a higher level mission or you want to try, you know, even just you want something that it doesn't take you an hour and a half to do. Well, you're gonna mm. want to team up with people. Mm. Um, so, you know, as long as it's not a situation where like it's just this really amazing stuff that you don't have access to, uh, you know, I guess I'm it's it's fine. I'm all right with it. But um, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and you've you've been doing what with your time? Do, still doing uh, it? Doom Eternal. Uh, I'm at the end. Um, I'm at the final level. It's apparently multiple parts. So I'm a, I'm on part two or chapter two or whatever of the last the last level. Um, still loving it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good man. It it. Oh, even playing on hurt me plenty. Like which is the the default difficulty like it's not hard or super hard it's like this is this is the game and good lord like i almost want to turn it down at this point because <laughs> it's just room after room and they and they're still introducing new enemy types even oh really wow. yeah and jesus man like you know they have the like the the extra lives and stuff that you you look for on the map and you know they're like hidden or whatever mm-hmm. and so if your if your life bar depletes which it will you know you get a, a new life your life all the way back but you lose an extra life or whatever and so mm-hmm. i went i did a boss fight the other day that took me from seven lives to i was reloading a checkpoint wow like, and i was just like fuck please die <laughs> 
But I get in part of it's my own fault though, because I do the same thing that I do in every game where I have I'm given new resources and then I just hold on to them because I might need that later. Right. So you know you only get two rounds of the BFG. And I'm like, well, I can't use it here because I'm going to need it. And I'm just like, just use the fucking thing. you know? Yeah, so I right. The, exactly. I have to get myself out of playing things the way that I typically do. Right. And, then, and then, it, you know, I get past it. But it, I wish I had those seven lives back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Which yeah. I had that. And then I'm, I'm back in Destiny. Yeah. I put it down for like a week or two weeks. I hadn't even played. And then I was like, oh, the Guardian games. And then they had that fucking... Uh, machine gun, air apparent. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I want it. I want it so bad. And then I was looking at the grind for it, and I was like, I'm not doing all this. And I'm doing all this. Spoiler <laughs> <So. laughs> alert. Yeah. 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 Well, we so, all but that's all things. I've been doing. Well, we all have our things. I mean, you know, I I was like, I don't play remakes. I'm like, oh, Witcher 3 on the Switch? I'll play that. That's different. <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so, which is still great, by the way. I know, I know mm. you. I know you're not a fan, and we're not gonna get into that. But uh, I'm, mm. I'm loving it. So it's, it's my own fault. I'm just not good at it. I, no, I, I don't think that. I, I don't think that's. I don't think it's anybody's fault. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, it is. You know, there's a certain kind of amount of. I don't know. I don't bullshit's the right word, but that you kind of have to be okay with putting up with. You know, I mean, it's some of the some of the stuff is kind of annoying to have to have you know. Yeah deal with and i think i'm right. of the mind like we're just at at a point in our our collective gaming lives where just inventory just doesn't need to be a thing like yeah. if i want to carry if i want to carry 1700 swords and manage right. Right. You, ma- you know manage scrolling through tabs upon tabs of swords then let me let me have yeah. all my swords. And if you don't want to handle that from an inventory perspective, because, you know, as a game designer, understandably so, you don't want to figure out, well, how the fuck am I going to make an inventory tab that allows for 1,700 swords? <laughs> I get that, right? But then maybe right. it then just, it's easy, right? It's just, you just sell from inventory, right? You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to find a vendor. You don't have to do anything. It's just, mm. I, you know, I, I. I just, you know, whatever. We can we can suspend disbelief long enough for me to assume right. I have a portable FedEx store and I just ship my shit off to the, <laughs> the, the, the vendor and he he happily takes it from me. You know, we yeah. don't we don't need to we don't need to whatever. I'm fighting fucking harpies and giant, you know, cockatrices I, it's okay if we suspend disbelief long enough for me to just assume i can teleport a sword to manny the sword man right, right. <laughs> so, um but that being said i still love it i'm still i'm still playing um ring fit every you know every morning mm. still get my fucking ass kicked by it oh nice uh, i always feel bad when it's like do you want to raise the difficulty and i'm like Nah, no, we're good. good. I'm good (laughs) getting destroyed with pendulum bends the way that I am right now. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Tip. That's the name of the uh, like your kind of avatar person that like shows Mm. you how to do the exercises. It's Tip with two P's. Uh, But uh, yeah. All right. So uh, real quick, one thing I want to talk about before we get into uh, our movies. So I am I started watching there's a show on um Netflix called um, Black AF. 
Uh, and mm. it's, it's by Kenya Barris, who did Blackish and Mixedish. Um, and um, I watch Blackish. I, I like it. I know you're not an Anthony Anderson fan, so you, 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 you are not going to like it. And the thing that I didn't know is that so Anthony Anderson in Blackish essentially plays like a, 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 a uh, I don't know what the word is, like a exaggerated version mm. of Kenya Barris. Okay. And so in Black AF, Kenya Barris plays himself and he plays in a, a super exaggerated version like of himself. Mm-hmm. And so if you've seen Blackish, you've seen Black AF and vice versa. So it it it's not Oh, okay. In in that That's situation it's like okay, well if you've seen one, you've seen both. But the thing the difference is and I love um Oh shit! The the woman on um, on on Blackish who plays his wife uh, Rainbow, um, I'll have to look her up. Um, she's um, uh, Diana Ross's daughter, uh, Elizabeth uh, or uh, Elizabeth. Tracy Ross. Ellie uh, Tracy Ross, I think is her. I forget her first name. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. Rashida Jones plays his wife on Black AF, and like Rashida Jones was on Parks and Rec, and I love her. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I do too. On, um, Angie Tribeca, which I think I'm the only person who watches that show. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. Like, if you like Naked Gun and Top Secret, like, mm. Angie Tribeca is basically a half an hour cop show in the vein of of, of Top Secret and Naked Gun oh, delivered nice. <laughs> straight to your home every week. And it is fucking hilarious. Uh, Jir Burns <laughs> is in it. He's fuck. It is fucking hilarious. It is I laugh like for the 22 minutes. I laugh just 22 minutes straight. <laughs> so she plays Kenya Barris's wife on Black AF, and I, it is one of the best roles she's ever had. I laugh my ass mm. off. It is fucking hilarious. Um, mm. And so, even though, like, if you've already watched Blackish and it, you've kind of seen this kind of thing before, she's so good in it, like, so good in it. And it's, it, it just. For me, it's totally worth it. Like, mm. you know, when she's talking about how, like, you know, she's like, two people in marriage, she's like, you know, here's my, here's my, she's talking to her daughter, and she's like, here's here's the, the advice I would give you. She's like, you know, always double down. She's like, never show you that you're wrong. Never admit a mistake. <laughs> always double down. And I'm like, that is the worst advice you could possibly give. <laughs> but it just, it makes me laugh because she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only like eight episodes, uh, you know, but th- I think if you're a Rashida Jones fan and honestly who you, you really should be, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, give it a try. Um, okay. so, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything so that's else. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's good too. Uh, you know, but I think there's a difference between her who's like a, you know, she's been doing this a minute and then him who he's like. It's like Seinfeld, right? Like when Seinfeld first started, like Jerry Seinfeld was not a very good actor. He still isn't. Right. So, but then you put him with, you know, uh, the, the people he was with, whose names I can't remember right now, who are all actual, <laughs> like uh, Jason Alexander and, and yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, Julie Louis-Dreyfus and, and um, you know, they're actually actors and actresses, right? So they're good at their job. Um, mm. And so, you know, Kenya Barris doesn't come across all that great. Uh, but Rashida Jones just fucking shines. And maybe she's just shining in comparison to him. But I also just think she's very well. Oh, I think she's really good. But, like, but it had me... It had me at the very beginning because they're at like the brunch at the Four Seasons and he's got this like hooped up like McLaren type car and he's parked behind this Prius and the guy in the Prius, he's the creator of like Modern Family and like all of these sitcoms going back and mm. um, and, and and they're talking and, and he just and the guy who made the other sitcoms is just like busting on him for having this car and he goes, oh, you know. Uh, oh, I know! I, I know! I gotta let you go because you're on Tokyo Drift Time, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm in." Like that's a that is a that's a fucking that's a first class joke. One, that's a deep cut Fast and Furious because Tokyo Drift is. Don't get me started. Tokyo Drift is the <laughs> redheaded stepchild, even though it shouldn't be. It's the mm. redheaded stepchild of the Fast and Furious franchise. And so for that, that is a that is a tremendous joke. Like that, like that's a joke where I heard that I was like, oh god damn, I would never think of that. I <laughs> wish I had thought of that. Like legit, like I don't know if this ever happens to you. Legitimately, like I have things that I've heard other people say that I think to myself, that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. And sometimes I get angry that I didn't think of it. But this one yep. time, and I'll just get into this real quick, and then we can talk about movies. I would actually like, I am glad, like, I still laugh about this, however many years later, that, and and I'm not mad that I didn't come up with the joke, I'm glad that I was there to see it, so, and it's the dumbest thing, it's the dumbest thing, but I think about it all the time, and it brings me such joy, so, in 1996, my wife, June 1st, 1996, my wife and I get married, in August of 1996, we move, we drive cross-country to Seattle. Uh, we ask two people to help drive us cross-country. Uh, Linda's maid of honor, Karen, and one of my good friends, Jeff, who, uh, so after I graduated college and went to grad school, um, I worked, uh, so the college did my undergrad workout. I got a full-time job working at this uh, center uh, in my college and Jeff was a grad student who worked in the same center, and we were really good friends. Uh, Jeff's uh, uh, girlfriend, well, fiance at the time, Carol, uh, Jeff and Carol and Linda and I, we would get together every Friday night. We would watch X-Files together. We would switch off whose house we went to. You know, we'd play mm. board games, We'd, and which for me, if you know me, fuck playing board games. If I'm playing yeah. board games with you, like, that's... That, that's fucking ride or die right there. Like, <laughs> like, if I am in your kitchen playing Boggle, I'll fucking... I won't just bury a bottle. I'll fucking put the pillow over the motherfucker's face. <laughs> like, that's how hardcore that shit is, because I hate board games. Yeah, I do too. So we we, we, we had them because we needed two cars. We, we had two cars, a dog, whatever. So Karen and Linda, Jeff and I. And so I had this fucking raggedy old Saturn, whatever. And in the passenger side, they had a, you know, they had the, the, um, the, the sun visor. Mm. And 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 they had a sticker on the sun visor with the graphic, you know, basically to tell you don't put your baby in the front seat because the airbag would mm. like hit the baby in the face and kill them. But the way and this is it's really hard to describe the way 
it was done. I had never thought of it until Jeff kind of, he sits in the car and he looks at it and he goes, hmm. And he opens the visor and he makes the sound in the face like the airbag came out of the visor. And I just, he just went, (laughs) and like made it. And it was like, after that, every time I looked at that sticker, it legit looked like it was telling you, warning, there is an airbag behind this visor. <laughs> and I think to myself, I drove that car for I don't know how long, and I never considered that. And I, I've, that is one of the greatest jokes I have ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not <laughs> mad that I didn't think of it. I'm, I'm just overjoyed every day that I got to see it, <laughs> that I was with him in the car when he did it. And the way he did it was perfect. And I laughed my ass. I have not seen Jeff. I have not. Jeff Marks, I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, fucking I love you, dude, because I think I legitimately think about that at least once a week, if not more than that. And it makes me happy every time. And so there's certain jokes, like the Tokyo Drift. I was like, that's a fucking great joke. Like, I'd be pissed if I didn't come up with that. But this, I'm just like, I'm just so glad I saw it in the first place. It was such an amazing, and it was just perfect, like, timing, everything. Just, like, perfect. Just not like, hey, doesn't this look like, like, I mean, just start to finish, just perfection. My God. But anyway, that's a very long as we do, long convoluted story to tell you that you should watch Black AF. <laughs> <laughs> as we do. All right. Uh, neither of these the, these movies that we're going none none of these movies that we're going to talk about are um, what I would call feel good hits of the summer. Which one do you want to do first? They are not. Um, um, we could do Swallow first if you want. I guess. Okay. That does not give me a good feeling for how you felt about Swallow. No, I uh, I didn't know which one to start with because oh, okay, I, okay, okay. So right. Swallow uh, last year, um, Haley Bennett uh, plays a um, housewife who is in a. I guess the best way to say would be a loveless marriage. Um, yeah. Uh, in a she lives in a in a really nice house with a. Complete dick bag of a uh, yeah <laughs> of, a, of a husband, and then she uh, just gets in the habit of starting to eat things that are not food. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know there was some kind of I don't know if trauma is the right word, but she's kind of been carrying some I guess like emotional baggage of kind of things in her life and the. The eating of the non-food items. When I say non-food items, like, the way they kind of... It starts with a marble. It starts with, like, her chewing on glass... Not glass. um, Ice. Ice. Yeah. Um, And then it it kind of goes to a marble and then needles and, and, and she'll actually, like, poop it out and then go in and uh, get it and then display it. Uh, mm-hmm. I... Uh, it it was if I had seen it last year when it came out, it would have been on my list of favorite movies of last year. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, same same here. It was incredibly just beautifully shot. She's yes, a, she's a very uh, incredibly sympathetic character because you just don't really understand like what she's kind of going through 
Um, and, and, and neither does she. You know, that's right. Kind of the, the yes, thing. that's an excellent point. Yeah, neither does she. Um, and and the, the, I mean, it's it, it's like on the one hand you feel you feel bad for her because she's kind of like she just really doesn't know kind of, I think who she is and right. what she wants. Well, yeah. And she's also, uh, you know, she, she's, I don't want to say like trained, but like the way it's almost, there were certain scenes almost like she was almost like a, a robot. Like she, yes. cause she was so afraid of disappointing or upsetting her husband or her husband's shitty ass parents. Yes. And, you know, you know, and and they had money, and mm-hmm. she, you know, obviously didn't grow up that way, and so that's another thing she's trying to deal with: how do I act this this proper, mm-hmm. you know, be this person that I that they need want me to be, expect me to be, and so that's terrifying. And then she's pregnant, and her body's doing weird shit, and then mm-hmm. this thing starts to happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then there's this, like I said, this kind of unspoken experience that mm-hmm. sh- has shaped her entire life. Yeah, and the way that you first hear about it, she goes to see her therapist. Like her family, kind of her husband and his parents, kind of make her go to start to see a therapist. And I don't want to spoil anything because I think it's 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 a movie that it really is worth kind of watching and and seeing everything unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she first starts bringing it up, you are just like, "What the fuck?" And the therapist is like, "What the fuck?" Like it's just right. a passing thing when she goes to leave. She's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this." And the therapist is like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> um, and it's just it's really really well done. And then you know there are certain movies where sometimes all you know, it, it, not, not to say that the rest of their performances are like undone by um, you know kind of the other people in it. But um, at the very end of this movie, Dennis O'Hare, who, if you'd seen, like, if you watched American Horror Story, he's been in, like, every season. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in a ton of things. You've seen him in a ton of things. And when you see him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, he has a very small performance at the end that is integral to her kind of journey as a character. Mm-hmm. And it was a difficult performance because i don't want to get into things but you don't you don't really as a viewer want to be kind of sympathetic to his character mm-hmm. but you also need a certain level of kind of like empathy f- from him and everything in order for things to go the way i think as a viewer you want things to go for her yes right and he yes. fucking nailed it i mean you want yep. to talk about just like a small amount of screen time mm-hmm. and and he just did such a tremendous job with it. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it, it, it and I, I like when I finished the movie, I just was like blown. I just was like, I mean, it was fucking great. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, and, and the, the color palette, like it reminded me of, um, uh, revenge. Yeah, um, just kind of that like sun soaked, and the one scene where she's putting like the coverings, like the yes. red kind of window coverings on this. You know, they have this house that just looks out over the you know the mountain or whatever, and um, and just like the way she always wears these like kind of print the dresses, almost like a fifties kind of house. Yeah, yeah that was and, super interesting. Like the the house looked almost retro, and mm-hmm. the and the way she dressed and presented herself, it was very technicolory, but like so aesthetically pleasing, like in every shot. And then he is like this modern, like, 
you know, douchebag business guy. I got to yeah. go to work. I can't deal with this type of guy. Yeah. You know, he drives a Porsche and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was such an interesting contrast. But, man, it's one of the most aesthetically pleasing things I've seen in forever. Like yeah. everything, it, 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 the way the house is she, it's immaculate. Yeah. And, like, even the way I was looking at shit, like the way – that uh, knives or pots were hanging on the wall mm-hmm. in the kitchen, you know, and, and, and it, it everything was like placed in its exact spot from like small to large, like everything. The, right, the OCD, right. It's the most OCD thing, but so pleasing just to sit and just look around each frame of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. Yeah, I, that's a great point. And I think and part of that, you know, would kind of come from the fact that she didn't feel like, you know, she clearly didn't feel like she had control over her own life. And this right. is how she was kind of dealing with it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she wants the approval of her husband and, like you said, his parents and, and that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just very well done. And mm-hmm. um, it's a slow burn. I mean, it was interesting because when I first kind of tweeted, I was like, it's not really a horror. But, you know, then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I think there's probably, you know, you know women – I'm going to assume more women than men, but individuals who've possibly been in her situation that would find every day like kind of Mm. terrifying because you don't know how your spouse is going to react. And then you're kind of doing things that are somewhat outside your control, even though you're the one doing them and people don't understand and you don't understand. And I think that could definitely be like a horror movie for folks. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a traditional horror movie, you know, in the sense of, uh, you know, like like the type of stuff that we typically talk about, but it's mm-hmm. still you know, and I and I was kind of scared for it too because I was, I was like, too. This is know, a, like, this is the, this is the kind of thing that f- sticks with me longer than watching something like as much as I thought Underwater was amazing and I had a blast watching it. I did not have a blast watching this. Yeah, and so yeah. this is the kind of thing that it'll, it'll stick with me for a few days. And I think in part because you like you genuinely care about her like she does Haley Bennett does such a great performance uh, and getting you to to care about her as a person and 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 you don't you know you know as a viewer you don't know why um she's doing this but you feel right, bad right. for her because she doesn't have anybody like all she mm, right you know, exactly she, she just she what she wants is like a family and mm. she doesn't have that and then when you when you understand why it's so important to her to have that and and kind of the meaning that she's looking for and and however misplaced it might have been in these people and you're just like oh my god like you just mm, feel yeah. terrible for her so you want everything to work out because she does such a great job um, mm. And I'd never seen her um, in anything before. I hadn't either. Um, well, no, I take that back. I, uh, I've seen her in the the girl on the train. Um, oh, I but, didn't watch that. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I I enjoyed that book way more than I than I did the movie. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember you talked about it, but I never ended up watching it. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Um, I think that like, I think Gone Girl is. There's a lot of parallel. Like Gone Girl is like kind of the 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 natural kind of parallel in terms of like just the success literary mm. wise of the two books and then the fact they they had you know movies with with big stars in them but i think that you know i mean gone girl was directed by david fincher and it's got ben right. Affleck, who is the bomb in- <laughs> <laughs> i did watch the jane silent bob reboot so i was just gonna i don't know i'll let you decide what it was the bomb in i'd say phantoms other people oh, might sure. say batman versus yeah. superman yo i would 
the bomb in that too. So exactly, exactly, it's the bomb <laughs> in both. Um, but um, I think that I, you know, for me, I enjoyed um, Gone Girl way more than I did uh, Girl mm-hmm. on the Train. I think the performances were just stronger all around. But anyway, um, so definitely check out Swallow. I think uh, I think you can rent it. It's been a while since I watched, but yeah, yeah. I think it's available. On all of your favorite rental services and whatnot, it hasn't it hasn't hit any of the streaming services or right. anything. But you can right. you can go to your however you kids get your your rentals these days. Your 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 go to the Blockbuster or the Hollywood Video. Yeah, I that's went right. I went to the uh, uh, the Hannaford or the Stop and sh- Shop and Stop Stop and Save. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. All right. Uh, next up. So, um, if you're like, "Hey, I would like to see a," I don't know if "modern" is the right word for it. Retelling of Hansel and Gretel mm. with um, the uh, the redheaded uh, teenager from It and It, it. Chapter Two. It. Do we have the movie for you? That's uh, right. Gretel and Hansel, which came out uh, earlier this year, is kind of a, a you know, as as designated by the title, a kind of Gretel forward uh, retelling yeah. of Hansel yeah. and Gretel. A um, lot of lot of uh, a lot of triangles, a lot of pyramids in this movie. If you're a big fan of <laughs> three sided shapes, you're going to find a lot to love. Uh, That's right. <laughs> in Gretel and Hansel, uh, I joke, I joke, but uh, I actually enjoyed th- this quite a bit. Uh, it was a, it was. Um, um, like I said, it was a very kind of dark. I mean, Hansel and Gretel. All of the the grim fairy yeah, tales are right. dark gothic fairy tales. When you when you get the actual versions and not the you know the Disney fied versions of yes. them. You know, I mean, Hansel and Gretel is about two kids whose parents were like, "Fuck you, I'm out." Yeah. You know, and they're sent off into the woods and they gotta fend for themselves. Um, and then you know, as as would as you would expect when kids are <laughs> left to wander the woods to survive, it does not go well for them. Um, right, you know, and then th- this one's got a little more. It's not quite. It's not the campy Hansel and Gretel, you know, witch hunters, which I fucking love. But it's yeah, not it a great. It's not a great movie. I don't think you could call that a great movie. Um, it's a good time. It's a good it's time. A but when when yeah. Famke Jansen, who's like the main villain, is like, I had a mortgage. You're like, okay, I know everything <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, <laughs> about yeah. This movie, the main one of the stars is like, what am I supposed to do? I got bills to pay. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But um, so so Gretel and Hansel, I was kind of surprised that they kind of went to the lengths that they did, you know, to kind of just explain, I guess, like you know the 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 reasoning behind, yeah, you know the the the, the witch and whatnot. Um, so uh, how, how did you uh, did you enjoy it? Did you how did you feel? Yeah, about absolutely. It? Yeah, I loved it. I think, it, and I think it. it and, it, you know, not to discredit anybody's performance like we always talk about, but I, it, for me, it had everything to do with Oz Perkins and, like, being able to see his hands on so much of it and his or his influence because, you know, stuff like Black Oak's Daughter and, and, and the other things that he's done, mm-hmm. they're so heavy in, like, mood yeah. yes. and dread. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was thick in this movie. Like, right. it, just makes, it just makes me want to watch him do something in the vein of, like, The Witch or something or, or It Comes at Night and just 
but his own thing, you know, mm-hmm. and and maybe not. Not that he was tied to, you know, the Grimm's fairy tale because you you said that like it's it's a retelling or reimagining or whatever, and and he it does some interesting things with that story. Um, and by the end, I was all in. I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is the way it should be. Like this is great," mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, everybody was great in it. Uh, but it, it, for me, it was all about the mood. And I just, I was just sitting here. It was like dark when I watched it and stuff like that. Like I watched it the right way. I turned it way up and shit. And, uh, you know, I was off work, which was wonderful because mm-hmm. that's not a thing that happens a lot here lately. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was really good. I, you know, I loved the, the setting, like, and just the gloominess, how dark it was and like the, the weird shit in the woods that they were seeing and just the, like the witch and all this stuff. And it just it was it's like a perfect October movie. I think that when I and that's, when I go to yeah. rewatch it, that'll be when I'll watch it. Yeah, and I think that I you know to your point, it, I think a lot of it is mood. Um, mm-hmm. So it it's and not to say that there isn't a payoff because there you know there definitely is, mm-hmm. but you know kind of the setting and the 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 cinematography and 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 that type of stuff. Uh, you know the the like you said the mood. Is really does play a lot into, um, into it, and so if you're if you don't mind so much about, you know, kind of the the, I guess the payoff. Again, I, I don't like saying that because I only really feel like you don't get a payoff, but I feel like right. you know there's also, um, you know, the this the 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 visuals are more important than the story. Right. Yes. And I think in in large part because it's a story we know. So even right. though he's kind of they're kind of putting their own twist on it and you know maybe explaining things, it's like you can care less about because I mean at the end of the day it's Hansel and Gretel, right? Either they you know, I mean they even in Hansel and Gretel they they trick the witch and she gets killed and they move mm-hmm. on with their life, right? So right, right. you know, if you're if you're kind of looking for that to happen and you know, you're not going to be disappointed, but it, it right. you know, the fact that like we all kind of know what Hansel and Gretel is allows them to play I think a little bit more. That exactly. You know, and with it, with that type of stuff. Yeah, with that payoff, like that little twist of of what the, you know what the payoff ends up being, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, it's kind of an odd, you know, that's the problem, right? It's like whenever you, uh, they put some of these movies out in, you know, kind of February, March, it's kind of like a dumping ground for yes. things. And I don't think this thing deserves that. I mean, if it had come out in Halloween at Halloween, because, you know, it has that kind of gothic, you know, mm-hmm. kind of Halloween feel to it. Um, you know, maybe it would have been better received. I don't know, but I, I agree with you that like it, this is a perfect movie to kind of, you know, especially like I don't know in, in the fall when the, the 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 leaves are turning, it's cold. Mm. You, know, you mm-hmm. just kind of want to curl up with something and 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 just you know just have everything be kind of dark and gloomy, yeah. and then watch it. I think that's like the perfect uh, kind of setting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so definitely that's also you know like everything. Basically, everything we talk about is available to be rented for like yeah. <laughs> into your home in one capacity or another because they're not making any new movies. So right, right, right. And even if they were, there's nowhere to go watch them. There's nowhere to home. go watch them. Then comes <laughs> straight to your home. At some point, like I look forward to episode ninety eight, where we're like Trolls World Tour. You know, like, <laughs> all right, let's, let's do yeah. this shit. Um, but. Uh, <clears throat> So, 
Um, okay, and then finally, so this is one I had not this, uh, I had not heard of Sea Fever uh, until um, I guess it was a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, th- I I read I read something in the kind of the AV Club um, about it. And I was like, you know, they're like, oh, it's kind of like a, like a, like a, the thing on a boat. And I was like, mm. well, you had me at the thing. Right. Uh, and so, but I, I didn't really kind of know much about it. So how did this kind of movie hit your radar? Uh, same way most things do. I, th- this one, uh, I heard about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was doing festival stuff and it was, uh, it was universally being, you know, received for pretty well. And, and then I heard what it was about, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's uh, underwater monster." So I'm all, I'm automatically in once you tell me that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what kind it is. And then, like I like you said, they mentioned something about parallels to the thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'm all about it." Yeah, so it's an Irish uh, horror movie. I don't know. If I, I mean, you call it a horror movie. Um, the uh, it's about a young woman who is put on a fishing boat. She's a, a kind of a I don't know she's a grad student or just college student, um, and uh, doesn't really do a lot of field research. So she is yeah. uh, told by her advisor to kind of go and uh, uh, go out on this fishing boat so she can do her research on. I guess she does researches on things like parasites and uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Deep sea. What's it's funny, like for for I'm not to cut cut you off, but it was funny to me for as much attention to certain things this movie paid specifically to you know the life of a fisherman and fishing boat like myths and all these things. I think they just refer to her as a scientist. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like Like, you know they yeah like like you said like they because she's got red hair and they're like fuck you know it's 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 bad luck you know (laughs) let a redhead on the boat and then you know yeah she's like yeah she's a scientist like uh, she does science. (laughs) She will blind you with science. Um, And so, you know, what ends up happening is in kind of trying to go for, you know, kind of a a big catch, they end up, the the fishing boat ends up going uh, in waters that they kind of weren't supposed to. Unbeknownst Mm -hmm. to them, there's like a giant, you know, kind of sea monster thing that uh, is is like underneath uh, the boat. And it mm. gets the, the parasites into the boat's water supply, which then starts infecting uh, people on the boat. So it ends up being like just kind of a close quarters, and you're not sure who's infected and who isn't. You know, I, I think kind of parallels to the thing. I mean, in terms of like the dread and the the uh, are warranted, but you know, the thing, the big thing about the thing was that. You know, the, whoever was infected was actively trying, yes, to to kill or or um, uh, infect other members of you know the crew. So, mm-hmm. you know, it became you know extremely important to figure out who was infected for that reason, and and that that really that wasn't necessarily the case here, where you know it was just more about kind of knowing you know, for the purpose of like, you know, maybe who was spreading it or not, um, you know, who was, who who was infected. Knowing who to stay the fuck away from. Knowing who to stay away from. And I mean, and and also like, I I didn't, you know, I mean, you kind of learn stuff about boats, I guess. Uh, Yeah. uh, So, uh, you know, um, 
I didn't realize that like a fishing boat would even have its own water supply. Like I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, yeah, true. I didn't, and, didn't. <laughs> uh, and the way that they kind of showed when, let's just say when, when the first, when you realize the first person is infected with a, with a parasite, it is an eye opening experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, it, you know, it, it, I think that I, I liked it. I, I was, I guess a little disappointed that it was not <clears throat> what I kind of thought it would be based on what I heard it would be. Um, right. And I guess that's kind of my fault for maybe hoping it would be a certain thing instead of kind of reading it, what it was, and then and then evaluating it on its own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I, I had a good time. I really liked it. Uh, it, it was... Um the director is Nisa Hardiman, I think. Yeah, that's how you say it. Yep. Uh, it was her first movie, and yep. man, for a first flick. Good yeah, God. absolutely. You know, it was it was great. Like I, I thought, uh, I think like you, but like you said, like the thing does similar things and does them so much better. But I mean, that's like you know, we can't we can't like always compare everything to. I mean, I know you read it or whatever, and so. Uh, and it's easy to kind of draw that conclusion based on how things go, but like, you know, the paranoia, you know, and all that stuff, the thing does so much better, but mm-hmm. you know, still, it, you know, I was into, I loved the engineer guy who had come up with how to make the water, oh, yeah. with the water. And all that. He was my favorite guy in the yeah. movie. Uh, like almost immediately he was my favorite. He was funny. And like, he, you know, he's just the, the, the man's man kind of guy, whatever. And, but it's also very smart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I thought the characters were good. Um, I thought it, the pace was pretty good. It could have been, you know, it could have been a slow burn kind of thing, you know, because they're just, it's one location. They're on a boat the whole time. And, and I felt like the pacing was good. I, I liked the effects of what, the, you know, the, the parasite did. I, yeah. Even for fuck man for the movie that probably didn't cost a lot of money right that big ass monster was pretty fucking cool when she when she dove in the water you know yep um so you know i really enjoyed it i mean i you know i like these kind of little indie things that end up surprising me and this definitely fit that bill and i think it was interesting to watch it kind of after underwater because underwater yeah you know has a you know that similar kind of dread over a much larger scale and then the you know kind of the creature design in underwater was meant to be more of this like giant you know, this, you know, kind of, you know, this giant, almost like, like civilization ending type mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas this mm-hmm. is more, it's a big thing and it just happens to be, you know, kind of opportunistic in how it, it, right. it, it, um, it decides to kind of latch on and, and, and take things out. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was interesting to, to kind of see, the two of them, you know, having watched the two of them um, in such close proximity to one another, because, you know, it, it's easy to kind of, you know, draw parallels. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that in some ways, this this movie was more effective with less, simply because, right. it, you know, it didn't have to do bigger creature effects and, and everything. And it could still, you know, kind of provide that same level of, like you said, you know, kind of dread and and not really knowing like what's going on and, and what, and then it was, it was really, uh, I really liked how they, how, you know, she's this, you know, academic and she's, you know, very intelligent and she's, you know, she understands the significance of what is happening Mm -hmm. and she's trying to convince a bunch of not, I mean, not to talk bad about fishermen, but I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a certain level of education that, you know, they're going to be like, uh, a, you know, 
get you're down with it or you're not, right? Right. And then she's like, no, like, you know, this we have to stay on the boat for, you know, at least two days and see what happens and see if, you know, if there's any symptoms and they're like, nah, fuck that. We're getting off the boat, you know, cause they're scared and, and she's trying to remain. She's also terrified, but trying to remain level headed right. and like her, the way she butt heads with them, I thought was, I, I enjoyed the scenes where that, that happened. You know, and it's hard to find parallels though, you know, in the modern day with people who are scared and potentially, uh, taking actions that can put other people <laughs> at risk simply because they don't fully yeah. want to understand and, and back science. Like, I just, I don't know about you, but I just can't think of anything. Right. And I think lately. that's it, the, the fantasy of it is what I was really captivated <laughs> by. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would never, you would never happen. Like, people would just yeah. be like, yes, this person who's more educated and knows more than me about this particular subject and is telling me that it's dangerous. Like, I will just listen to them. <laughs> Because otherwise, I, I, did, I don't want to put other people's lives at risk, even if right. my own, you know, short term, you know, you know, situation might be made worse. Well, I'll, I'll still. Respect <laughs> That's the, the one thing I, I try not to say. Talk about the movies that I know we're going to do on the show because I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil things or whatever. And and that's the one thing I tweeted about Sea Fever was like, man, that fucking movie works on a level it probably wouldn't have yeah. if I just <laughs> four months ago. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and that's uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. You know, it's, I don't know. If funny is the right word. Um, you know, with everything that's kind of going on, I mean, I know that. Uh, I mean, it's hard. Like, it's hard to say. Oh yeah, one day we'll go back to normal. Because I mean, the reality is, you know, this is disrupting things to a level where for you know a significant number of people it, normal is not going to be normal anytime soon yeah, right like i mean or, or maybe ever yeah. right or maybe ever exactly so it's like i don't want to kind of say that but i mean you're also kind of you, you know you know that things things will go on you know mm-hmm. and it's like at some point you'll kind of look back at this and i wonder you know when we like when we talk about like a movie like Sea Fever, you know, when you watch it, you know, somebody coming in maybe who, you know, wasn't as cognizant of things that were going on now and they watch it, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. But for you and I or whatever, it's yeah. like you're kind of like, I remember that movie simply, be, you know, not simply because, but I remember that movie because of what was going on. And it had that kind of extra oomph. So it's like yeah. if you watch it later on, kind of beyond all this, on the one hand, you'll be like, well, it won't have that oomph because it's not that way now, but it's it will because you will remember, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what was going on um, when uh, when you watched it. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I think it's, I definitely think it's, it's, it's worth watching. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like an hour. I mean, both uh, Gretel and Hansel, and Sea Fever, I think they're an hour and a half tops. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Well, it even long. Swallow was like ninety-five minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah they're not hour long thirty-five. Long yeah, yeah. It's not like Uncut Gems, which is like fucking four hours long. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just for at the end, you'd be like, "Oh, fuck, really? Come on, man! Like, really?" <laughs> still haven't seen it. I want to, but I still haven't. I don't know, like, like my my take on uncut gem. Like, I saw a headline, and I didn't read the article because it made me so mad. 
and it was like, when will Kevin James get his uncut gems? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I can tell, like, do you know how much I don't give a shit about whether or not Kevin fucking James, Paul Blart Mall Cop gets his fucking uncut gems? Are you fucking kidding me? You're not owed this shit. Like, you could have... You could have done whatever the fuck you wanted. If you were good enough to be a dramatic actor, then nobody made you make fat jokes for nine years with Leah Remini and your <laughs> fucking sitcom. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody made nobody made Adam Sandler do the fucking water boy either. So let's not pretend like he's fucking owed this shit just because he I didn't like Uncut Gems. There, I said it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't like it. It was <laughs> it was long. It was in it and at the end I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? With this shit, like that's 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 what I get for having I you I like I actually when it ended, I went, are you fucking kidding me? Like I said that, and then I turned around, like I expected somebody to be in the room with me, and I said to no one, are you fucking kidding me? And then I had to tell my wife the whole story of the movie just so I could get to the lack of payoff and be like, and then this is what happens, and she was like, okay, and I was like, no, not okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed you're to be angry right, right now. Right. I'm angry right now. You're supposed to be angry. Kevin James gets his uncut gems. Fuck you. That's when Kevin James can get his uncut gems. <laughs> he pulls it out of his fat fucking ass. There. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> fucking Adam Sandler should go back to... He shouldn't have his uncut gems. Go make a song about the lunch lady, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go see Uncut Gems. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's on. No, it's not on Netflix. No. no it just hit Blu-ray a few weeks ago. I was going to say, it's somewhere. You can see it somewhere if you oh. want to. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to think, what, what, what would be next for us? Uh, uh, I, I read about that uh, Steve Yeun movie. Uh, oh, he Burning. Pe- the Burning, yeah. Yeah, uh, I read something, some article about that or something, and I was like, I don't even remember this. 2018. I think it's it's a Korean movie, so that might explain yeah, yeah. why. But it, but it's him, and he's you know he's kind of a name, and yeah, he and if he gives an Oscar caliber performance, apparently, I like I need to see that shit. Hell yeah! So uh, that uh, I don't know what else. I'm trying to think. Um, if there's a well, Bloodshot. Yeah, I still need to watch Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost turned it on, and it's like two hours. I'm like, you had the fucking nerve to make this two hours? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it because I want to be able to. We'll do it next time. We'll do it. I'll talk about it. I want to be able to talk about it. But I will always, I said on Twitter, I will always be here for Vin Diesel's just unique blend of just earnest lunk-headedness like that's <laughs> i don't know any other way to put it is just is just and it just like the fact that like joe uh oh, what the fuck's his name um he was in uh magic mike mad ma- ma- magic oh a i just called him brad that's brad yeah the fact Big that he, he's like a dungeons and dragons he's gonna be like deathstroke yes. in a movie like he was yeah, a dungeons yeah. and dragons fan and vin diesel's dungeons and dragons fan and vin diesel mm. was like trying to get a dungeons and dragons movie going and people are like nope and then he's getting a dungeons and dragons movie going and you just kind of feel bad for you know vin diesel if you can feel bad for a man who's probably worth like a billion fucking dollars or whatever just because he didn't get his 
fucking Dungeons and Dragons movie made. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't like. I just think of I my favorite Vin Diesel story, and, and I know I, I've got plenty of them. Is the fact that like <laughs> he, you know, he agreed. <laughs> Like he agreed to be uh, do the cameo in Tokyo Drift so that he could retain all of the rights to Riddick, and I'm sure Universal was like, "Oh, oh yeah, man, hard sell." You know, like <laughs> no one gave a fuck about Riddick at that right. point, and then even less so after Chronicles of Riddick, which I love, but it's a shitty movie. Yeah, like, it's a, it's full of it's Chronicles of Riddick answers questions nobody asked like <laughs> right. no one asked exactly. like that mem of like absolute no one blank space and then vin diesel chronicles of reddick like that's what that <laughs> like no only, one like yeah the only sequel i needed to pitch black was that fucking xbox game that was fucking that, great that that game was fucking great goddamn right Starbreeze. what's up mm-hmm. um yeah but i mean it's like it's like I just think of like he probably you know just thought he was getting just an amazing deal, right? Like he like right. I can see him like coming <laughs> to the table where he's like, "Yeah, I'll be in your straight to video Fast and Furious movie, but I'm gonna play hardball. I want the rights to Riddick," and they're just like, <laughs> "What else?" And he's like, "No, that's yeah. it." And they're like, "Right, wait, just that." Right, and, you know, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. We're good, we're good, we're good. That's, that's the thing, right? This, the studio's like, that's just like, wait, it's like, yeah, make him think. Yeah, exactly. we're gonna play hardball on it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be funnier for them just to be confused. Like, wait, yeah, are you're you right. serious? like, that's it? Like, yeah. Riddick? Like, is that do we? Is that a movie we make? Because we can't give you the rights to movies we don't make. <laughs> and it's just like, and he just feels like he he got one over on them. That's right. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I spend way too much time thinking about things like this. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Or, n- or not enough. Or not like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's worth like fucking $220 million. He's He certainly apparently knows what he's doing. I'm, I'm worth say, jack got, shit. I've got maybe $22. So. <laughs> Nobody's nobody's gonna ask me to be in a movie, and then nobody's gonna give me the rights to anything. Right. I exactly. guarantee I probably exactly. couldn't even get the rights to my own life story at this point. No, I couldn't. Man, I I could just imagine <laughs> writing that and trying to get it published and 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 then begging an editor to look at it, and then everything is just one red line, like the whole thing. <laughs> like, like, we can't do this. This is very... De- Did you really do these things? Right. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. They're like, we yeah. can't film this. Like, where's the payoff? Like, there right. is none. This yeah. is it. It's just, yeah. it's just yeah. suffering. <laughs> you were going to want to watch Brian's song to feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch Kramer versus Kramer. You know the part where Justin Hoffman tells his kid they're getting divorced? Stop there. You'll feel better. Just don't watch the rest of it. Just stop when that child is life is destroyed. (laughs) It's still better than what I got going on. (laughs) Have you homeschooled a 15-year-old? It's fucking nightmarish. It's nightmarish. It's just awful. It's just all I said to my boss the other day. I was like, the immovable force of teenage drama met the uh, I said the immovable met the un, the unstoppable force of teenage drama met the immovable object of a father with no more fucks to give. <laughs> and he was like, "How big was the crater?" I'm like, "Very large, like very large." <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, you're gonna fucking get mad at me because you don't know where your fucking thing is to hand in. I didn't do it. I... <laughs> yeah. So that's where we are. That's it's, yeah. it's school year 2020. Um. All right. So uh, all of the movies we, like I said, we mentioned, they're all available in some capacity or another uh, for you to go and find uh, at various price points. So go go check them out if you need something to stream. Um, I have not watched the the new Chris Hem, Hem, Hemsworth. No. Hemsworth. Uh, I will watch it, uh, mm. but, but I have not I have not seen it yet, so I cannot speak to the quality of it. But it's a it's a Netflix original, so I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did watch Code Eight because I wanted to see what. You know, when Stephen Amell was like, I'm not doing Arrow anymore. I'm going to do yeah. this movie. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, man, good for you. I'm sure yeah. you got a fuck ton of money for it. Yeah, no shit, right? But, um, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Uh, I think this is this is the first kind of sub hour and a half show I think we've done or in, yeah. in quite a while. Yeah. Um, so and guess, it's not like we had shitty movies to talk about or shit all over either. So it's yeah, exactly. There's some there's some quality stuff to. We're getting to, better at this or something or worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not let's not go crazy about right. or getting better about anything. I mean, please. Right, right. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to oversell ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't if I tried. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so for myself and Mitch, this has been episode ninety-five, and hopefully that's the right number. Uh, it I is. think so. I think so. <laughs> I relied on you, so I, you, you always get it correct, even when I don't. Um, so thanks so much for hanging out with us. We we uh, look forward to spending some more time in the next couple of weeks. So it, my thinking is that the next show I'll be fine for. Beyond that, I don't know where I'll be. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> I may be in a house, I may be in a rental house, I might be in a tent somewhere, I might be in my in-laws, <laughs> I don't know. But we'll kind of play it by ear. So we might have, uh, you know, kind of play a little fast and loose uh, with the schedule come end of May. But, you know, whatever ends up happening, if you follow myself or Mitch or the, the, the Divided by Werewolves, the Div by Werewolves uh, Twitter account, uh, you can always be up to date as to when new episodes drop. You can also uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, all your, you know, major podcast providers. They'll get you hooked up. So uh, for myself and Mitch, thank you again so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. <laughs>